0: All right, welcome. How's everybody doing? We're
1: doing good. (laughs) All right,
0: welcome to the Houston Ensemble Podcast number nine. Today, we've got the wonderful, great, talented Jeremy Joseph with us. Jeremy's a pianist, singer, songwriter, really amazing musician here in Houston, and uh, really cool guy in general. Really awesome. Has a lot of cool thoughts, and it's just always a pleasure to be around. So we want to bring him on and just. A fighter. We'll do fuck, our thing. Thank
2: you, man. A lover. <laughs> I really, that was cool. If I die, you know what your job is, right? <laughs> i give you a eulogy yeah okay maybe so. the maybe the obit too o- bit. <laughs> right, the obit <laughs> um what am i saying like, i don't
0: you? know um <laughs> talk about you know give us your background a little bit so for anybody who like totally doesn't know you they just kind of understand who you are where you come from and what you do
2: okay um i'll just say the short version because i'm sure some of the other stuff will come up you know a little later but uh I was born here in Texas, uh, in Houston. Grew up in Pearland, which is a suburb Mm. of Houston. Um, Grew up around a pretty conservative group, just because, I mean, especially like post-9-11, everybody kind of was for a little bit. uh, Mm. Just like patriotic and... uh, Not that that (laughs) means conservative, but at the time it kind of did. They kind of like went hand in hand, right? Um, But everybody, like that I grew up around, we all went to church, um, you know, um, yeah, that was a big part of our lives. Uh, I went to a, uh, went to a uh, Baptist school uh, mm. for college, oh, and wow. um, that actually wasn't as bad as you'd think. I mean, I came out there um, of the closet, and then went back in like three years later <laughs> and it came out and uh again. And um at Baptist school? Yeah. I mean like the thing is that school It was all boys? No. Oh, no, no, it was it was uh actually there was more there were more females there than than men by far Uh-oh. at HBU. Um Oh sh- oh Oh I know where HPU is. I gotta yeah. go get my uh PhD there. I mean no. <laughs> First of all you can't, there's no doctorate program. At least <laughs> they have, uh, they have they're, they're You know, they've they've shifted a lot. It's more it's more liberal arts face, uh, based now. They have like this philosophy school that they're opening and all this. So it, it'll get there. Um, but anyway, it was an interesting experience. Not what you'd think, though. It wasn't like it wasn't like you know it wasn't like. I mean, I partied hard in college, <laughs> like hard in college, uh, and it was one of those things where sometimes people just go where they're going to get accepted. And so you had a lot of those. I got a scholarship for music. Whatever. But anyway, I uh, graduated from there in 2010, a long ass time ago, fucking crazy. Um, and I've just been doing like music full time ever since. Uh, pretty lucky in that regard. I taught lessons for a good while and still kind of do off and on. Um, and used to have a band called Now We Fly with some of my best buds. And uh, moved to Philly and we kind of disbanded. I moved back, kind of tried to get it going, but you know, mm-hmm. adulthood and all that, and people having kids and shit, didn't really work out. And uh, now I work full time for—I'm not gonna like say the name of the agency because that's you know weird—but uh, I will say I work for an agency, and they book me to play keys and sing at restaurants around town, and they've been great because a lot of the places they have accounts with were open earlier than a lot of other places I bet. which is pretty cool Those big money spots yeah also it's texas and like yeah we're kind of doing our own thing here praise the lord praise the lord yeah we keep, um, we keep saying that yeah i fucking love it man honestly like i was gonna move to dc with the same company uh, like, uh, about a year and a half ago and i'm so happy i didn't because nothing's uh, open there still yeah um
0: and you got to sing in your mask
2: yeah dude Fuck that <laughs> I don't, I don't even like to work out on my mask. I don't like to walk around in my mask unless like I actively want to avoid people. Then it's like- Dude, working
0: of, out on the mask, that's gotta be tough. It's awful. That's
2: why I canceled my gym membership. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, moisture. Yeah. And uh, let's see, it leads me to now. Um, I have been working on a new uh, project uh, with um, some guys around town. Uh, Gavin Mulchan, who you guys have played with. Everybody knows him. Uh, and I've been, we've been friends for a little bit now. He's been kind of my main drummer for a while, and then a guy named Alan Garcia on mm. bass, mm-hmm. uh, dope cat, very unassuming, like awesome. maybe even too humble, uh, yeah, you know. Actually, they do can fucking play his ass off, and it's just play, very unassuming. Like, I love hearing him
0: produce. Um,
2: yeah, dude, yeah, he's so smoking. talented, and he's like perfect for the thing I'm trying to do. But be looking out, looking out for Brother Cedric. That is my, oh. that's like my stage name, like. With these guys, his brother Love Cedric, that. um, that's my middle name. Cedric, okay, so. cool. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Cedric Joseph. Jeremiah. So yeah, be on the lookout for that shit, and we're gonna release some stuff that's just been kind of in production limbo like for months now. <laughs> yeah. But um, you'll hear it soon. So that's the Damn. the jizz of it.
0: Wow. Well, that's sweet. Did, when did you start playing music?
2: Um, I started playing unofficially when i was like i mean as long as i can remember uh i remember being like nine years old specifically and my dad like asking if i wanted a bicycle or a keyboard for my birthday Hmm. and i picked a keyboard you know
0: that's a big choice actually it
2: is uh looking back on that i was like you should have took a bike but i already had a bike so i think that was part of Mm. it too you know, um, all right, I was assuming I didn't you know, like
0: actually, <laughs>
2: I didn't like really need one. Like, I already had a bike, it was just getting old and I was like, growing up
0: Do you want another bike.
2: <laughs> that's easy, yeah, exactly. I'm, no, just I'm just gonna get a keyboard, that's and funny. that's kind of when I started teaching myself. My dad played music, he was a piano player. Um, oh,
0: that's that always helps,
2: yeah, that's nice. He had no formal training at all, it was all by ear, like, he didn't have those resources growing up. Um, he actually grew up right down the street from here. Believe it or not, really. When he, was a, when he was a little kid, yeah. Welcome home. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we grew up actually. So we went to the church that Brittany Bloom's family goes to, and we were very close. Brittany Bloom is actually her mom was my piano teacher.
0: Oh, oh wait. So she learned from her mom.
2: Yeah, her family's dope. I don't. But they I all don't know can, a lot
0: about her family. Yeah. I just know who she is, and I know that she's killing.
2: Yeah, her. They all are. I mean. I was, like, the the most musical family that I've ever known. Like, everybody can play. Even the ones that don't still can. (laughs) And, like, you know, and sing and, like, yeah, it's great. Um, But, you know, I specifically remember that growing up, like, with my dad, like, going to their house with all the musicians. My dad played in the church band. Hmm. And uh, actually was a singer-songwriter in his own right when he was 24. He had, like, this major record deal and, like, it was Christian stuff. But still, you know, it was cool 80s vibe or whatever. And, um, but he went on to do like IT stuff and kind of did music on the side. Okay, which cool. It's different for me.
1: Wow. You know, did you know my parents used to run a large touring dance company <laughs> in Armenia in the 70s? That's awesome. And the 80s. And they would tour all over Europe and Russia and Armenia and Georgia and Kazakhstan, you know, the, the, that region. And, uh, so, and I didn't even know this shit until I started playing piano when I was like seven, cause they got me lessons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that's when I learned that like yeah, mo- my mom and dad can fucking, they can dance. You didn't know that until no, then? I, no, I, <laughs> I didn't really know that. I mean, I knew, but I knew my father played, he played like everything, played guitar, flute, you know, the really? violin, like the, the Armenian version of a violin and, and, you know, bass and all that shit. And I knew that, and he made his own instruments, too, oh. on top of that. Oh, hat. wow. Cool. That's pretty dope. And so, and my mother sang, danced, and she was very into poetry uh, and literature and all that. And so, but then my sister went through classical Russian piano school. Ooh, that's Bo- intense. Oh, Both wow. my sisters went through classical. To teach one of those schools. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So, that's so crazy. Th- Damn. And then my brother went through violin school. Okay. But he quit. You know why? Because he was getting so good, so the students <laughs> wanted to, like, ruin him. So wh- what they what they did was they ripped the this, the, uh, the horse hair off of his bow right yeah and they set it on fire and they they, they dropped it under his shirt like right here holy shit like under his shirt I'm, who You're thinks not? of that <laughs> and it just burned the fuck out of his back obviously cause he was like fuck you know and that's so maniacal. It's so Jesus. It's so fucked up. It's emotional. It's very emotional. It's painful, so that, he quit. He never went back. Wow,
2: it was nice. very sad. That is really sad. Is Fuck sad. those kids. Fuck those kids. Mm-hmm.
1: So secretly, my entire family is musical, but it's like different in post or like. Soviet Union culture it's like everyone is expected to have training uh, in cool. the arts because it makes you a better person as it does mm-hmm. you know? and and it doesn't mean necessarily that you're gonna be a musician or anything like that but I just figured you know why not be a musician I mean right. my, my entire family tried to be a musician right. right and none of them are it's just it's just too too sad like something needs to be we, I, we need to uh,
0: what's it called retribution that's what i'm going for yeah <laughs> that's crazy what are your sisters doing now and where are they
1: um my uh, el- eldest sister is in sochi russia mm. um unfortunately her husband passed away from cardiac arrest about a year ago it's uh,
2: too
1: bad yeah so you know she's going through that but you know fortunately we have a uh a couple of businesses in Sochi, so it's helping you know sustain the family, you know keep the structure of the family going. So that's good. <clears throat> My other sister, was still much older than me, she's like thirty-nine.
0: How wait? How old is your oldest sister?
1: Forty-six.
0: Okay, thirty-nine.
1: Yeah, not crazy. I,
0: I got nope. even. I got even older siblings. Really? Uh huh. How old are they? I don't even know their exact age because they're half siblings right. from my dad, right. who had me very old. Right. Uh, so I think they're man, they're they're in their fifties. Yeah, not crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's not wrong. Do you even hang out with them ever? No. Not crazy. No, I mean it's not like a negative thing, but it's like this, they it's are not like we were ever like connected right. from the get go. Right, right, right. It was always like that. It's That little separation. separation. But continue your
1: story. Yeah, no,
0: but no, yeah, so.
1: Anyway, but uh, the other sister is in Armenia, uh, which is not a good place to be right now, because oh, yeah. mm. of the war. Oh, is it okay. literally dangerous where she is? Um, uh, it depends where she is. If she's far away from the border,
0: okay, then so maybe it's really she's just probably just Yeah, on the border. Yeah.
2: Okay. It says. By the way, if you see me looking at my phone, it's because uh, I'm trying to hear back from my. Oh
1: yeah, you're um, good. You right, know, I was bo- your boss.
2: Yeah. So I just, to, I just need to keep it there just in case, like, I don't want to, I don't want to miss it. Oh, yeah, you're good. Anyway, just for, Psalm Bidden is up in here, people listening and watching. All right.
0: You need so. a, you need a pager. <laughs> yeah, you need a pager. No, I want to get a pager like Sean. Oh man, yeah. So let's wanna, take, let's take someone someone a, a, pager. yeah, we know Sean from 8th Wonder with a pager. We're going <laughs> to do a quick shout out <laughs> to our sponsor, 8th <laughs> Wonder. We got the hat on. You know, we actually got the gig today. Uh, you won't be watching it on this day, but every Thursday we're at 8th Wonder Brewery from 6.30 to 9.30. Yeah. Starting on these coming Thursdays, 6.30 to nine thirty, Eighth 8th Wonder Brewery in East Downtown. Today, 5.38. But they're not going to see this uh, yeah, they're not today. So. Well, what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um. And where's your brother? I'm okay. just curious where your whole family yeah, is. My,
1: um, my brother's actually working at the hotel that we run in Sochi.
0: Oh wow! So yeah. What an interesting life—from from the dance company to the shop here to the hotel yeah. in Sochi, Russia. I don't even know what Sochi, Russia. So I was serving coffee to these people the other day and they had Russian accents and I was like, oh, "Are you are you from Russia?" And they're like, "Yes, how did you know?" <laughs> and I was like I was like, "Obvious. It's just super obvious. And you look Russian." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah, one of my great friends is from Sochi, Russia." Yeah. And they were like, "Wow." Anyway, that's that's it. Yeah. This looks crazy. Wow. What? Sochi. Yeah. It's
1: beautiful.
2: It's, it's like it's amazing. It's like a beach. Yeah, it's amazing. I wasn't, wasn't expecting. Is that.
1: it? There's mountains too where you can ski. I see the mountains. You can Is s- it actually warm? There. In the in the beach it's warm, in the mountains it's cold. So it's literally
0: you can live anywhere you want. This looks insane. <laughs> no, Sochi is an amazing city. I've never I mean until you said it I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And maybe I had heard of it in Bro, passing, but you I've never go to the seen the beach. It and then ghost skiing. I feel like I'm like at looking at these pictures, I feel like I'm being lied to. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> not no, not from you or no, I know not what you from mean. you or the pictures, <laughs> but in life. In life. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just like What? You can do that. Yeah, That's how I felt. Yeah. But I feel like that's like a big that's like a big thing. We just don't know. We're fed so much bull in America yeah. about the rest of the world. Yeah. And then when you actually get out of America and you go to these other places, you're like, holy shit, this is sweet oh, in yeah. general. In general. Oh, yeah. Every country has their problems. I'm not saying they're problem free, but I'm just right. saying like, even the way that they portray the people of another country is always inaccurate. Right. And you know, going to Asia, for example, I was like, that, that was a part of the world where I felt completely disconnected from like, I'm thinking, before I went, I'm thinking man, Asian culture and language and the people are just so different from me. It's like there are different species, Mm. like a different animal that I can't connect to. But then when I went over there and just lived in it for a little bit and went to the different countries, I was like, oh man, we're still just all the same and these people are wonderful.
2: You know what's interesting about that is, I read this book a few years ago uh, called Physics of the Future. Um, by Dr. Michio Kaku, mm-hmm. yeah. and there was this, I don't remember why he brought it up, but this very thing that you're saying, there's a reason why, like, you know, during World War II, and I, don't, I am not a history buff, not even close, okay, so I'm not going to even try to sound like one, but I will say, um, one thing that stuck out to me that he said was, you know, back then, a Japanese person might as well have been an alien, even more so than yes. today, right? Yes. Because, I mean, you were only looking at propaganda films. Like, you didn't really – if you saw one, like, around you, I mean, it was just like, that's the enemy. But what you're talking about is yeah. essentially why, you know, you see less and less of that is, you know, disconnection. It's easier. I mean, more of us have been over there. Like, uh, we have people, like, on Reddit that, like, are in the same threads. You know what I'm saying? Like, we game with people from yeah, – you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Even that. Yeah, it's just, I mean, of, of of all, I mean, to where color, like, you know, and, and race and background, like, literally doesn't matter. Um, and back to what you were saying about being fed information, I would agree, but I would also counter that and say, I think I think most people do that, you know, or most countries do that and to a certain degree. Think, oh, yeah, I mean, like. But isn't
0: America, like, always the apple of their eye
2: not always man not
0: always but i would say more lately (laughs) more frequently yeah well
2: not lately i mean i'll just say this like um because i've talked to friends from you know that are visiting from overseas or whatever and you know i've 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 heard them say like a lot of a lot of what they think they think americans are i mean and they're kind of right about a lot of them i think americans are really loud and really like you know um we don't value education again also something that's kind of true Um, but it's not just that, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so much more to America than that. And I think they know that, but I also think I try to, I try, I I don't know. It's not hard to really find correct information. You just have to be diligent about it. You know, if you, if you go by the first thing you see Mm -hmm. then you didn't, you didn't really care to know the truth about this, you know, there's always like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I always do that. Whenever I see like a headline, I'm just like, okay, well let's see what this really means. Or Or
0: you gotta, you gotta see the headline and be like, what? And then read it and see exactly what they say. Can I tell you a good example of this today? Do you know what I'm going to say?
2: No, but I see this all the time, what what we're talking about. (laughs) This is about
0: Amy Barrett, the uh, Supreme Court nominee. And I saw a headline this morning, and it said, Amy Barrett says it's okay to use the N. Using the (laughs) N-word in the workplace is okay, or it's not hostile. Or she doesn't. They're saying she doesn't think it's bad to say the N word. I was like, no
2: way. Exactly, dude. And I went because I actually
0: watched a lot of her hearing. Like, I watched the actual hearing and I listened to what she was saying. She's a
1: sweet little girl.
0: She's, you know, she graduated in the top of her class for law. Like, she's smart. And I'm not, look, I am not trying to pick sides. I'm just trying to see what somebody is saying. And I watch them in person, hear exactly what they say. So I went to this article today. I was like, oh. she has like four black kids, by the way. That's crazy. And interesting. You know, yeah, you can look at that multiple ways, of course. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the more heartfelt way and be like, that's not like a play or anything. Like she actually sure. probably like. I don't know the background story, but probably adopted. Yeah, she didn't. Something. She
2: didn't adopt four black kids because she hates black people, or because she wants to like exploit or, them.
0: Or yeah, or even maybe wants that image. Like she probably just right. ha- is like a good person who wants to right. do that. Um, and take take some kids off the street, whether they're white or black. It's that's just a good thing to do, and that's also a really tough uh, dilemma that I have right now. It's like, damn, there's so many kids that need to be adopted. It's like having a kid is not cool and some i'm not cool mm. as the, not cool is the worst way i could have put that i know what that. you mean though uh whatever let me continue with this yeah. anyway i read this story and i listened to exactly what she said The the senators asking her the questions brought up a case from 2019 that she presided over and i think I need, we need more detail on it because I read it kind of quickly, but this is the gist of it. I don't think it's going to be off. S- uh, somebody went to court because somebody had said the N-word in the workplace. I don't know if it was to him or if he just heard it. That's a big part of this.
2: Right, or just said it, like quoting something. or, or... Sa-
0: Yeah, or quote or song, whatever. The N-word was mentioned in the workplace. Based on my reading and based on my memory, I don't think it was said directly at him. But anyway... Basically, all she ruled was we didn't have enough evidence to um, say for sure that when this word was used, it made the workplace a hostile and unsuitable environment. Yes, And man. that's, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. tough, right? It's tough because you want to you want to protect those things. But at the same time, she's being like as technical as possible which sometimes can be very annoying, but I would hope that I would also be as technical as possible, always. As a judge. As a fucking judge. And as a judge. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on. Like that's what you want. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And that's what she did in the entire hearing too. She was as technical as you don't possible.
1: Want an emotional person judging a case. Right. That's not gonna work.
0: Right. And you know another interesting thing is they're getting on her for being very Catholic. So and guess what? I listened to the vice president debate. Kamala Harris is touting Joe Biden as the second Catholic president, and yeah. you know, in a good way. And I really don't care. We're gonna get a Christian president regardless. I don't They're care. They're never not gonna be so Christian. So why? Uh, it'll
2: happen. It's just we're just a long ways away from it. We're a long way away from
0: it. A long ways. I mean, be, we. That's we like a major tenet. When you
2: when you say though, when you say that there's been this, I've noticed it. Okay, uh, and you can just. You can just, I mean, I'm not going to say read history books, but just if you know just about the last few decades, there's been this like pendulum, right, you know, where I don't know if you have noticed, but like, the past like 10 years, people like have been really spiritual, really more into like church Agre- and religion. Oh. Like, I mean, well, here's the thing. What I'm saying is people like are more open to that, right, than they were when I was like a lot younger. I remember there were a lot more like I just found
0: felt- ambiguous spirituality.
2: Yeah, but I don't even mean that. Like, okay. I just mean I mean straight up, just people like posting Bible verses that aren't necessarily oh, Christian, but it's just like you know what I mean. Well, like, actually, well you know, I've
0: done that too. Recently, yeah, I posted a, but it's a just Bible part of the zeitgeist
2: verse. right now. I think. Yeah. I think that was not the case. Like, you know, a few years ago, I definitely and just even in some of the podcasts I was listening to, I felt like you heard way more. Like, I mean, I'm not really a Christian or a religious person at all. Like, I don't even believe. I, you would hear that. You would hear that spouted a lot more, and I don't know what really shifted. But I do know that it's a pendulum because we were also there. If you ask my mom, like, like the late seventies was big on that too. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, the eighties, like, uh, and also there was a period of time where people were wearing, what would Jesus do bracelets? I mean, remember that it just goes back and forth. And I think the pendulum, I think the pendulum continues to move, but it's on this train, right? That's still just moving. We can't help but move forward. And you know it because like our beliefs are not as whack as they used to be overall, like most people, like that, are that and I don't know. In that
0: 100 are, years, we're going to say that same thing. Maybe. I mean, I don't Here's know. Here's the thing man. it's a maybe actually, because it's like it might be possible to know more and do better and to be less wrong in hindsight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Jesus is the way, my brother. Jeez. Oh, I thought you were saying Jeez. I <laughs> do love a Jesus chord. Love cord. a Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but God's Jesus. favorite
2: chord. <laughs> For <laughs> the record, like, um I don't play a
0: sus chord right here. Like, just the sound bite of a nice g <laughs> Let's
2: do it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Making sure i good, uh, good getting fired. No, that wouldn't happen. You are But continue fired. what you were saying. Well, uh, and, uh, you know, this is a hot take, right? But I really do. I really do think that. I mean, I, there's this overall, like, we I'll just say this. Uh, most Christians, most, and I mean like evangelicals, right, that are, you know, around our age or, I mean, you're quite a bit younger than I am, but, you know, by a few years. Uh, but still, generally, like, our age would consider themselves, at least the educated ones, right? A lot of them would consider themselves Reformed, and all that means is, like, they're not, they're okay with the beer, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not—they're okay with cursing every now and then, and like they're
0: liberal they, with their interpretation. Yeah, of, and they—they're—they're
2: the okay with their gay friends. They're not picketing, right. you know. Like outside of like mantras and stuff. Like right. this is a major shift, my friend, because when I was a kid, it was just—I mean, I remember even in high school, like hearing, like going to youth conferences and like you know dead ass people being like, you know, the the ministers there being like, you know, two cocks can't rock. You know, and just shit like that. And just like, it I mean, it rhymes, you know, and then it's just like just saying like, you know, and even if you are born this way, like you might as well get saved like the rest of us. it's really hateful stuff wow. that just would not fly today. Like, I mean, I don't care like where you are. There's a gospel singer. Her career was on the rise and it got fucked up because she was saying shit like that, calling like, you know, gay people. And you know we have phones now. That's the thing, too. Like, so I just think overall we're moving. And I say we as a society, I think we're moving. Towards just a general acceptance of of, of of other people and other cultures, but at the same time, having to reconcile all of the crazy shit that's in the Bible, and that's what the difficulty is. And I think that the yeah. Bible in general will just be this thing that's really, really just open to interpretation, like, altogether. It's not this, like, it's not this, you know, for lack yeah. of a better word, gospel, right? <laughs> So,
0: but it's also really dangerous to leave something like that open to interpretation to give free reign over it, because obviously, as you just said, people interpret it very differently. So much to the point where people can get literally harmed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it another time, but like, for example, this is not Christianity. This is Islam. You know, in an Islamic state, if you're gay, like it's okay to. uh, take you out.
2: Yeah. But see, that's the thing. The thing I'm saying is like, that is a very archaic belief. People that believe and interpret it that way. Didn't just start interpreting it that way out of thin air. It wasn't like, Oh yeah. You know what like, I'm yeah, saying? Totally. So what I mean is like, even with people misinterpreting the Bible, the worst they could do in, in my opinion, and what I really think will happen in the next like 50 to hundred years, the worst that they could do is interpret something like, you know, interpret something, some something you know, about sin or something. Uh but not in a way which where they would harm someone from it, you know, or or discriminate. Because that shit just like can't won't be able to fly. Like I mean just nice. you know what I'm saying? Like it just it creates division and I think there's so much into this, man. Like I really think that society uh we've gotten really good at and I say society at this general umbrella term, I really just mean like mm-hmm. the Western world, right? Mm-hmm. Um we've gotten really good at like doing what's best for all of us even when it doesn't seem like it in the moment we still end up doing what's best for everybody that's why like and I'm not I'm not leaving it to us I think we can still fuck shit up because we do but I just think that generally what ends up happening is you know we do the thing that's best for everybody and what's best for everybody is if you're just okay with your neighbors being gay you know and if you bake them a cake you know I was bro you're reading
0: my mind I was gonna ask you about that like and I'm uh, just as like a moral dilemma, um, I, obviously you're sympathetic. I'm sympathetic to the gay cake baking thing, too, because I have two moms. Right. And who got married and like right after the Supreme Court thing. And but I, I think about it and I'm like, OK, so this is an example of somebody being Christian. Interpreting the Bible in their own specific way them living in a country where they have the freedom to do that them owning a business in a country a private business in a country where they have the freedom to do that and then somebody comes in and asks them to support something that they're in their hearts not in everybody's hearts but in their hearts and we all have our own like very specific heart beliefs that they're wildly against and they say no and I think about it, and I don't agree with it because I would want my cake baked. Right. But then I'm like, F- "Damn it! Do they have the? Should we allow them the freedom to make choices for something that is their privately owned thing?"
2: I don't think you should. Uh, so no, no, no. no. So let, <laughs> let's just let's just be cl- let's just be clear. Like I would love to know the place. First of all, who wants? If I'm a gay man, which I am. Why would I want to go to a to a cake shop where they the they were forced to bake cakes for gay people? Totally, yeah. I don't want to go to that place because I know there are plenty of other places that want my money and will just will gladly take it. Same with look, and this is people hate when I say this, and you can hate it, but it's just how I feel. If I'm at a if I'm at a restaurant, like and they're like, you know, are they? I could just see they're they're being racist, whatever. It's very hard to find a place where like, sorry, we don't serve, you know, blackies. That's just very hard to find. I'm sure it may exist somewhere. But let's just say that it did. I'm like, oh, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right, damn. You know what I'm saying? And I would leave, and people would know this. Yeah. Most people don't want to go to that place, like in general. Even white people wouldn't want to go to a place like that. Oh yeah, right. So it's it in it's in everybody's best interest just to fucking get along and understand people because it's like you could even say it's better for the economy. I mean, yeah. sure. as fucked up as oh, that yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, it
0: is. Wait, wait, wait. So let me let me be clear. You would force them to bake the cake. no i wouldn't what or i'm you saying say they have the freedom to make that choice they have
2: the freedom to make that choice as a business because you know i don't i don't i don't want to go to a place where they were forced to do that and they didn't want okay, to yeah, yeah now yeah. to be clear this is not like that uh dumbass lady that uh, the clerk i forget where she was that's a different that's story a different thing. that's
0: all that's legal state right. this I'm is like, that's why this is specific then. this is about private business right all, Also, literally everything is contextual, too. So it might change from center. This is about fucking cake. (laughs)
2: Right.
0: Right. In this in this particular case. And the reason that this particular case is important is because they took it to court and they sued them.
2: By the way, it's also worth noting. I don't know if you know this, but that was a big that was like a plan thing. Okay, the people that they planned it. Yes, I mean the people that knew, I mean that, you know, from what I, from my understanding,
0: the gay people.
2: Yeah, I mean it was not like they were just like, "Ooh, this is a good place to bake a cake." You know what I'm saying? Like they knew about this place oh, already fuck. Oh. and he put them in that position. So it's just and that's
0: <laughs> that's a little maniacal. It's
2: super maniacal. But it's how it works. It's how news works, man. It's all that's all our that's how we're fueled by anger and yeah. you know, bullshit headlines like the one you said. Yeah. yeah. Um and there's one that says like you know, Trump says not to be like. You read the tweet. You read the tweet that says, "And I look. I think if you know me, you know how I feel about Trump." Okay, but at the end of the day, man, you'd have to just look at things for what they are. And there was a tweet yeah. where he said, "You know, we do not need to be afraid of the coronavirus." But that was a, that was a general sentiment, but not like in a. He's like, "Be safe." It wasn't like just fuck it. It was just like. We don't don't be afraid of it like don't let it don't let the fear consume you or whatever yeah and New York Times like took that but said so it was like Trump says to Trump says to not fear the coronavirus downplaying the severity of the coronavirus. was like okay but like he's not doing that like he's just simply saying like honestly like he's just saying don't live in fear. It's the same thing that we did that we would that you would say yeah, like if we've we were, been saying on our own Thank you in war. if we were in war like don't live oh, in fear yeah. That's ex- literally what happens. Like, we'll let them win. Let the terrorists win, win or whatever. Like, no. be cautious. Like, don't be an idiot. But, like, also, don't be afraid. And that's literally what I said. But it's very innocuous thing. It's got, honestly, like, props to people who are spin doctors. Like, I think it's really kind of a...
0: Yeah, but shame on <laughs> shame you. Shame on them. But it's shame like, on damn, you, dude, you just... So how annoying. did you do that?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know.
1: when I spoke to a friend who, you know, worked for the New York Times, you know, and he quit, you know. Oh, wow. And he said that they were being paid to be spin doctors of course yeah you know, they were being pressured to be spin doctors and they were being paid to be spin doctors so mm. um and he openly admitted he's like yeah the state of the uh, you know large media companies is like eh, it's pathetic you know they're they're not doing research or anything they're just <laughs> it's just really social media driven yep. honestly
0: it's cr- yeah and th- i was listening to uh, this this news podcast with Alex earlier called The Hill with uh, Crystal and Cigar. Yeah. I don't know their last names, but it's like that's a great news source because they're really right in the center and they bring stuff from one side and they bring stuff from another side and they just tell it like it is. And they were talking about one thing today where you know, Hunter Biden is involved a lot with uh, you know, business dealings uh in the far in far eastern europe and like ukraine and stuff and they got these emails off his computer and they got the emails because he took this computer to a computer shop and for some reason i I don't know all the details because i didn't listen to the first part alex just told me this uh the guy had the files from the hard drive at the computer shop and then basically they saw hunter's direct emails between two people, I forget who it was, saying that he's going to, like, you know, leverage his power to make these things and get a bunch more money for this. He was, like, he was already being paid 50000 a month and something about getting, to he was, like, I need 25000 more and using his dad. And these are just weird business deals. I don't know the specifics. They're not good. Go right. look them up. But um, then they did, a in the New York Post, they did a story on it just documenting it because they came out. And it was accurate. And I'm going off of what Crystal and Cigar are saying, and I believe that they like completely would fact check this. Mm-hmm. And the New York and then people were posted on Facebook and Twitter, and they completely censored that story. Ugh. Specifically just that story. And they had on Facebook their Facebook fact checkers fact check it. And for the sole reason that it was smearing their ideology that they didn't want. Any and Crystal and Cigar were like this is like the f- this is like the start. This this is the start because it was the truest sense of censoring something that was accurate mm-hmm. and honest mm-hmm. and just in the news and they censored this specific news source. This is you the would, start of real censorship. Yeah.
2: But is that when you say that's been around, I feel like it seems worse because uh, it's so immediate, been. you know what I mean? Like, And it's so blatant and it's so easy to see. It
0: has been, but I would say in the past, like, if we just use the past 10 years as an example, it wasn't like it was today. Right. Today, it's more like, of course, it always there always was censorship, but today, it's just bold. The fact that Twitter... They even like uh suspended um Kaylee, whatever her name is, the such bullshit. <laughs> they suspended her on Twitter and I it was for absolute crazy reasons. Such bullshit. And you know, obviously they suspended Trump. And I'm I'm sure he didn't say anything that like actually broke guidelines. He didn't say like let's kill somebody. Maybe he No I don't know what he said. Every time he tweets something it get it gets spinned. I
1: think that the, the worst I think I think that arguably maybe the thing that they say violated it was his comments on Antifa. Uh, um, but it's like he's in his right as president to yeah. comment on Antifa. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so man, it's just like so silly. And it's just like to be a
0: little, Twitter's like a little kid. And just to be cl- clear, this is not a, MAGA. Vibe. No, this ain't no mega vibe. That, right, right, right. You got to get all that. past that. That's a totally that. different thing. I mean, I no, this is just shit. honest. Yeah. This is just shit about that being objective yeah. no, and being uh, honest with the information. Um, when
1: it gets like, imagine in 1945 when Teddy was 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 running shit, he would never have stood for a company censoring him. He would have antitrusted the shit out yeah. of those people. But and you, he did. Yeah. I mean, and he was yeah. the, and he did that a lot back in those decades. So and and guess what? We need to do that right now, too. Cause because the 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 size of social media is not necessarily benefiting society. I don't really think it's benefiting society. It's creating more money. That's what it's doing. You
2: don't think it's like this kind of double edged sword. I mean, a couple of things. I think I have a weird. I've never really been in a Twitter, so I don't really give a fuck about it. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, and this is people hate when I say it, and but it's like I mean, you don't have to be on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? You it's know. not. It shouldn't. That it, it shouldn't be where you get your news. I'm sorry. It no, sh- and it, it is
0: be, for so many people. You know, our age. it shouldn't
2: be, it, and Facebook for sure shouldn't be where you get news. Like yeah. you kind of have to like really honestly, uh, the local paper is a great place to get your news. Believe it or not, but people don't. Like, I'm not really into it. But still, that's where All you right. get some of the best journalism is All through is through print media like that. You, that's you know other than like New York Times, it's something else. But like in most situations, you can count on really good you know, honest. Um, journalism and Twitter to me, you know, people shouldn't use it as a, as a news source at all. And I actually think Twitter is what's in its rights to censor whoever they want, because it's not like, and I know that's weird in a way, but it's not, I don't know, man. I don't, I just don't feel like, I don't think we're entitled to Twitter. I don't think that we're, you know, it's kind of like, um, like we don't have a, I don't have a right to Twitter, Twitter, you know what I'm saying? They can do whatever they want. It's kind of what I feel about the cake people. It's It's
0: similar it's similar here's a caveat can i say a caveat to that real quick um people have wanted to go against twitter and sue them for uh, their censorship and the reason it's like yes it is a private company that it's like it's like if you owned it Mm -hmm. you're just jack dorsey you'd be like this is my thing my platform but it's gotten to a point where they could define it as something called a public utility because it's literally like a way of getting a getting Information to the public at this point and yeah. it's only it, for some things Twitter is the only way to access that information or be part of something yeah. and obviously there's so many people on Twitter that it is global at that point thus making it public utility and that's where in this context contrary to the cake it might be harder to say well it's their platform so they can suspend the
2: president. Yeah I feel that yeah, I mean you're you're right. I mean, I, social media is isn't same with Facebook. Yeah, so yeah, and even more so with Facebook. But here's the honestly. thing, man. Remember I was saying like, <laughs> I don't know. It all it there's this kind of um, it's not really a delusion, but I will say it's an illusion. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we seen a we tend to think about the right now as the most important moment in the history of everything, but it's only because everything is led up to this moment. And that think about that. Like, yeah. of course it's going to feel that way. Everybody has thought that if I hear one other person tell me this is the most important election of, of, of it's just not true. It's more important than Lincoln's. I mean, come on, like Great point. you could, you could literally own people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would argue that, Oh man. And I think that we're on this, we're on. It feels like we're on the precipice of something, but maybe not. Like maybe it's just social media is so new. It's in something. Uh, there's a term called techno infancy, and that's what it yeah. is. Where we're trying to we're we're trying to sort it out. Like it's too much. It's a it's a it's too powerful. We don't really understand it. But luckily, kids aren't into it. At least not the way we are. Kids use it po- like mostly for fun. Like if you look at like I mean I'm talking like 19, 20 year olds. Like they're not posting like stuff that matters. You know what I'm saying? It's the grown adults, old people that are doing that. Um, so I could say that like, it seems like Facebook will just be the most important thing forever, but I guarantee you it won't. It might be around forever, but it'll be a totally different thing. And it's based on what the people want. And we're all having this conversation right now about how everybody is about how social media sucks. You know how it, I mean how it's it's destroying us. But the fact that we're all talking about it means that we're all aware. And to be honest, man, I haven't had a Facebook account. Like, actively in months. I mean, maybe even years. I go back and forth. Like, if I have a show, I'll reactivate it. But I just don't see a need to be on there. The only mm. good thing about it is, like, seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time. But, I mean, I don't miss anybody that I haven't seen, like, on, on Facebook. I don't know.
0: I think Armin and I feel like Facebook is a necessity.
2: Well, that makes sense for for you guys. But if you were to ask a 19-year-old that... They wouldn't feel that way. Maybe they would they would have a wholly different. it would have a totally different way of like of like getting their you know, music across, getting like their shows across. It wouldn't they wouldn't use Facebook. So I mean I don't know what they would use. Well,
1: now the social media business model is designed so that it takes advantage of companies with money. So their advertising system, which is a pretty advanced system, um by which you can track your sales and uh, optimize a whole bunch of parameters, you know. Right. And it's advanced. It's cool. You know, I, I'm impressed. I'm not gonna say that it's a bad thing. It's pretty dope. It's pretty good. Uh, that being said, it's clear that every update that Facebook is given is driven towards like strengthening that element of its platform. It's just totally advertiser based right now. Yeah. And who's gonna benefit the most from that sort of corporate model? Is the old businesses right? So what we're ha- what we're seeing is a reclaiming of old business roots within social media. I mean, these arcade companies are like even record companies are strengthening their ties through social media. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can have influencers now. Like you could call you could call somebody with an account over a certain. Sp- Certain amount, yeah, an influencer or whatever, but it's weird,
0: yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, which it's, is an weird. Odd, it's an odd feeling, I should say,
1: yeah, but you're not gonna get there without some sort of advertising or without, yeah, people promoting your
0: whatever. So, what the hell was the point of saying all that? I mean, you know, we got an email, um, from on our. Business email. Mm. I don't know if it was spam. It could have been spam. I forgot to ask you about it, but it was like mm. from an influencer. The way it was written, it seemed spammy. Yeah. <laughs> but then. What was, what was they saying? It's just like, hi, I'm an yeah. influencer. Uh-huh. <laughs> One more sentence. I forget what it was. What, and that, that was it. And it was it. like, I guess maybe for Instagram. Uh-huh. And, um,. I was like, I just had this like really, I have flash forward image of the future where, did you guys just watch this Netflix? Social Dilemma? No, this, it was uh, with Jonah Hill. It was a Netflix series with Jonah Hill. It's where they take this medicine, like this
2: medicine. That's like a trip. I forgot what it was called, but I did see that. I didn't finish it. Okay. It was too weird for me. But
0: <laughs> but you don't even need to finish it. Do you remember those people, the ad buddies, that would come and sit next to people with like a briefcase?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah so they're like these people. I almost kind of didn't understand the premise. It's like if you need something, if you need money or something, correct me if I'm wrong, <gasps> these people you can call and they're like always dressed in like like coats and stuff. They have a briefcase and they'll come with you and sit with you. And they're called ad buddies, and they have, like, literal physical ads or something and that you, like ha- – I don't understand. I don't know if I
2: remember that part of the movie or of that show. It was, like, one where they're, like – there's, like – they end up, like, in different scenarios, at different points in time or whatever, and it's yeah. all based on, like – they, like, take some pills or something. Yeah, and-
0: yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy for, like, this medical trial. Yeah. For a clinical trial. And it turns out that, like, there's, like, an AI computer that's, like, fully conscious – and right, the right, ai right, computers right. like, like melt, cries and all that yeah molding like with their consciousness and stealing it from this drug that they were given and it's all about like the brain and consciousness and whatnot and technology and it was very very weird anyway i see the influencer in our email and i'm like wow we're gonna have people in the future that are just influencers and it's kind of like a weird under the radar they could, be, they
1: could just be AI. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, exactly. It would be
1: AI people with AI music, AI promotion.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, so that's AI. an interesting point, right? I mean, AI uh music. in the far far future, I think I I believe that the only uh, the only thing that would be you know, the most probable thing to me is like a post biological world, which I know sounds insane. And I mean like hundreds of years from now, you know what I'm saying? But like uh, and maybe not even right. If I don't, know if you believe in the singularity, like, and Kurzweil is like, you know, uh, he right. thinks it's gonna happen like within a hundred years. I mean, I think he's, is he dead? I don't know. But no, he's is he alive. But yeah, twenty one hundred, I think, is what he says. You know. But anyway, like I,
1: <laughs> he says twenty one. He said twenty forty two.
2: Yeah. Well, he. I mean, that's. I heard twenty. I heard twenty one hundred. Uh, yeah, I but I could be wrong about that. Right. Um, I think what will end up happening is AI will be this thing that like will this insidiously just kind of become a part of us in, in us in a way. Also, this will happen around some of this the same like dude, fucking neural neuralink is going to be Oh, I know. And here so I think it'll fix the social media problem the all the, the problems that we have now in the sense of like um underst- like being understanding like how to be empathetic in a way, you know, the, the, the very, the implications, man, like for like the next like 100 years or whatever, to be able to feel what someone feels, imagine being a doctor and like being able to feel your patient's pain to like know like where to, you know, like where to fix it, like or like, you know, what it is. Um, that's also from like a Black Mirror episode. But I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't see it as, um, I think a good way to know that we're still like in the early stages of all this is those... At the point when they added the like button, that was a really, really big deal because before then, you had to like actively take the time to like type and say like, hey, I really like, you know, uh, that was a really cool picture or just say how you feel about it. But then that wasn't even enough. At a certain point, you needed, you also needed like to know how you felt about something, even if it made you angry. People kept wanting the dislike button, but that's like too negative and it's just too black and white. So instead, what they do is I had been off of Facebook for maybe two years and got on, and there was, like, this heart and, like, this... Like, I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't care. And that that is, like, the precursor to, I think, understanding, like, what somebody feels in a situation. But what it did was this kind of... What it did was it had the opposite effect. If I saw something that I really dug, or I was like, hell yeah, but then you see a bunch of angry, you know, faces on it, you get immediately triggered. And the other way around, like, if you see something that, like... You know, it just like like really, it just really makes you angry. But then you see all your conservative friends, like you know, they're giving it loves, and you see like who loved it. You want to hate? Them. I mean, it's just giving you a reason to just like hate somebody before you know them based on that one little thing. Fun. Anyway, I don't know.
1: Social media is designed like a <laughs> uh, lottery machine. Hmm. Is designed to give you images to give you small bursts of dopamine. And to make you addicted. So each element that triggers your emotional, your limbic system in the platform is another addition to the addiction. Mm. So when they add elements that are emotionally driven, they're trying to create that rapport with the user and the interface, which makes you pull the slot. more. Right. You wake up to, like,
2: 20 notifications. You're like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're 100% right about that. That's what it is. But it didn't start off that way, dude. Facebook was, like – and I don't know if this was – I don't know, like, what Mark Zuckerberg's plans were at the very beginning, but I had Facebook – For the first – so, I, dude, I joined Facebook in 2005. And for two years, (laughs) it was nothing. I mean, it was just – it was really fun. It was like you got to see, like, who was in your classes. You could, like, look them up or whatever. Mm. There was no feed. You had to, like, actively look. You could see, like, all your friends. You you could write on people's walls. And, dude, I remember before you could even upload pictures. Like, you just had one profile picture. And it was really just a way to, like – see, like, who was single and, like, you know, and, like, who was, you know, who was in your class and, like, you know, the the most, the only divisive thing, like, and it was pretty innocuous was just, you could say, like, what your, like, what your political viewings were, but, I mean, that wasn't a huge deal, right? Right. And that's what it was, and when the feed happened, changed everything. This is probably 2007. Uh, For the record, I've been blessed with, like, a really good memory. I remember things from like when I was two years old. It's weird. That is crazy. so. If you're like, well, how does he know this? It's because I fucking remember it. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody hated it. Everybody's like, what is this? It's so confusing. Like you know, like even though it was updating and it was not even like ads, but they probably did that. You know, it's you know in because exactly in preparation for that. But I'm just telling you, the first two years was not that. It was literally just a way to connect. You know, um, it was like a better MySpace because it was just. Right easy, you know, concise, I didn't care about meeting people that I didn't know outside of like my school, or my, my network. Um, and it's more, you know, and over the course of, you know, 10 years, dude, I mean, it's just crazy to see like, how I mean, how just what what happened with it. Like, I never used to be emotional on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, I never saw something and got triggered. Like, that was a new thing. Um, especially with like the presidential elections and everything. But I, I don't know, I I, I see it. I see it tying, and I know you think I'm crazy to say it, but I, I would say this in its current like iteration, I just can't see it lasting like this much longer. Like most mm-hmm. people have a bad opinion of Facebook, if you ask them, like at least in the sense of like maybe not them using it themselves, but just like as a as a whole, like you know, um, they would have like a more of an definitely a negative opinion of Mark Zuckerberg, you know, mm-hmm. um, which if, which. I'm sure he's gonna watch this and hopefully he does. So I hope
0: uh, he watches it too. Fuck he's Zuckerberg. Like a burnt on his plane. Ray Kurzweil said, um just to go back on that, that he that his end date for the singularity is twenty forty nine. Okay. But twenty twenty nine humans or I mean machines will surpass human intelligence.
2: I don't that, think it'll happen what then. What does that mean? <sighs> Well, but doesn't machines are they?
0: uh,
1: They're not aware though. So how could they surpass artificial intelligence? But I mean,
2: hold on.
0: Let me just go back to it then. I mean, this is just
2: well. So so you're so simple. When they do to oh god, what is it called? Uh, General uh, artificial intelligence. Sorry,
0: let me sorry, let me rephrase that. Twenty twenty nine is when AI will achieve levels of human intelligence. Mm -hmm. I have set the date for twenty forty five. For the singularity which is when we will multiply our effective intelligences a billion fold by merging with the intelligence we've created
2: and essentially like if i mean and you guys know this like you know the way we have simple ai now, i mean it's not you know they're not thinking machines in the way that we think like they're they're sent they're set out to do a task and to learn like because we, we've got them we've gotten really good at like you know uh, facial recognition, by the way, which is fucking huge. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, AI still has a hard time making decisions that it was not, like, programmed to do. And once you get AI to the point of general AI, which I believe the term, I could be wrong, but I think that is a term. Also, great article that I, I need to tell you guys in a second. But once you get to that point where they literally are as intelligent as humans, well, it's it's a game changer because what that means is, first of all, you have a brain that's just as smart as we are that's able to replicate itself and able to like and not die right like our brains are constantly dying like oh you know we're and when that happens i don't know dude hmm. i'm just like and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not afraid of it but i'm just this is just what's gonna happen you know it, and it, it's sounds scary but I, I really think in some ways while humans are still around it might make our lives better if we're smart about how we get to that point it's gonna happen you know um if it happens at the wrong place that's when it's scary you want to make sure that whoever you know what i'm saying like there's some countries where their ethics are a little different than ours totally (laughs) you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. Man, i don't know like that i think i I think it's inevitable man i uh i'm fucking ready for it like i'm here for it and i would love to live to be 150 or something because i have like you know i would love that. Well. As but long as I'm not like 80 forever. years old for 100, you know what I'm mean? Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't want to live forever. No. I um, mean, I want to live. I'd be. I'd want to live forever if when I woke up, I had no memory of my previous life. That'd be kind of cool. Because I can't handle the idea of like nothing, you know, of just like not, of, like just not existing, is a really tough one for me.
0: Uh yeah. You know, I have a feeling it won't be that, but. Yeah. I hope not. We'll totally be fine.
2: But also, yeah. if it is like. You know, that's actually something to take solace in. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Right? Just think about when, before you were born, right? It's like, okay, it's like, I don't even have any emotion for that because I can't. Because there's just
2: nothing. You don't remember, dude? (laughs) Inside the womb? I try. I can't. Ray Bradbury claims to remember his birth. Wow. That's bullshit. But, (laughs) well, I mean, he probably... It's a false memory. You know what I'm saying? Like your brain, this the, it's yeah, it, the way the brain is developed. Like there's just no way that like it didn't store memories that way. Um, but it's a fun thing to say. Why do
0: you think your memory is so good?
2: Apparently my great grandma's memory was really good. This will be my, my mom's mean? grandmother uh, on her father's side. Um, but... There was a time when like people in my family would argue with me about it, and then they finally just realized, you know, Normie's actually right about this. And I would always be like, "Look, you see, it's red. It's a red. It was a red carpet that was there. You know, I just I remember stuff like that. Is Is it photographic? No, no. Um, it could be. Better. I don't. You know, but who knows, right? Because like, it's all I've I've only been in my brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's
0: another question: Do you have um? Uh, first person narrative going on When you think Or do you think in abstract
2: I think in first person narrative Okay
0: Because you know Not everybody thinks like that Really Not everybody has a head voice oh, I'm always m- talking about majority,
2: m- Same Always Like all oh- always and actually because of the it's mass so weird, i even right? talk a lot sometimes you know what i mean because ain't nobody gonna see that shit so <laughs> that's
0: funny just walking down the street talking
2: i mean ah. sometimes. but yeah not
0: everybody has a voice narrative going on and they actually just think in they just you can watch people describe it but it's like just abstract sort of non-concrete
2: things i mean if you were a mute that's how you would you know i'm saying like if you didn't speak or if or if you were deaf maybe like that's how you would right yeah you, you don't would. have
0: words for yeah. anything which is so weird uh it, it's almost like images but it's not exactly it's so hard to it's so hard to talk about but um
1: damn it's like a salvia trip <laughs> for your whole
0: life <laughs> But you're not not you're not not bothered by it, thank God. I mean, if I, as I said last night, if I ever forgot English or couldn't speak English or any language for that matter, communicate, I can communicate. I'll be like, but we do have sign language. Sign language. That's amazing to me. I watched a video recently on just kind of the fundamentals of sign language.
2: And it's different in different languages too. Oh God!
0: Like, who came up with this? Yeah. I know, there's obviously a history of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should just read it. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah, the It'd fact be a good skill to
2: have. I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like,
0: and people yeah. have said that it's not terribly hard. Right. Which is really interesting because that it looks hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but you know why it wouldn't be too hard? Well, I mean, American Sign Language at least because everything is connected to a word that we already know, right? So I think that's why like we're really good at. It's all we learn how to play instruments and stuff at a certain point, it, it really does become muscle memory and pattern recognition, and I think that's yeah, I think that's why it's easier because learning a different language is especially like a language that is not like Russian. Man, I, I've had to sing in Russian before. It always takes me longer because it's just none of these. Words look like anything that I know. And they're phonetically written out. It's not, like, actual Cyrillic or anything. Right. It's, like, oh. so but none of it means anything. And it, I just imagine it would be so hard to learn. But oh, something wow. like American Sign Language is, like, you're just you're signing words that you already know. You know what I'm saying? And your hands just get used to, like, doing those motions. Right. Um, and there's really not as many words that you say as you think. You know, there's, right. there's actually think, not. Like, I think,
0: it, like, to get basic proficient in a new language, you need, like, Oh, man, I don't even want to guess now. I thought I was going to say like 3,000
2: words, but I could be way off. I'm getting a little nervous that uh, my boss hasn't texted me back yet. Well,
0: um, it's been like an hour, so. You want to call her? Stuff like that? No, you don't want to call her.
2: Well, you know, if she, we'll see what happens
1: well we've been talking a good while and we can go down the rabbit hole of technology and 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 what's gonna happen like forever yeah word we could say episode two with uh jj for another time yeah we'll have you back on yeah yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be yeah. great yeah we'll have a we'll have we'll have people back
2: on for what time sure. is your uh show tonight
1: Five to eight. Oh, okay. Cool. hours. So, yeah. So, that's... This is a good place to stop. So, guys. Uh, Houston Ensemble. All socials. Houston Ensemble. Uh, all socials. You'll see a little sign uh, when I upload this with uh, our handle in the middle of the screen. Thank you, 8th Wonder. We're going to see you guys soon. Thank you, to Jeremy Joseph, for coming through. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. three, two...